I'm joining you live today for another conversation with some of our Making Zen online retreat artists. Today we have the pleasure of talking with Kirsty Freeman and I'm just going to send her a quick invitation so that she can join our conversation as well. button has been pressed whilst we're waiting for Kirsty to join us. I'd love to hear what you're most excited about for the Making Zen online retreat. Have you bought your tickets yet? And hello, here we are. How are you this morning or this afternoon, I guess it is. Afternoon, yeah, it's this afternoon. It's been very rainy here today, so I'm a little bit soggy, but I'm good. <laughs> It's funny, isn't it? Um, I had a little giggle myself because it's the same here. We've had, um, we had the, sorry, I'm just moving so that I can see you and me in the same conversation. <laughs> um, we had a hurricane, although it was downgraded to a tropical storm pass through um, on the weekend. And it's really changed the way the weather feels ever since it's brought in all the cold air. Mm. So it's, very, it's starting to feel very autumnal. Is it the same for you as well? yeah we had like a bit of a heat wave um a couple of weeks ago so that was kind of the last of summer and now it's definitely into autumn yeah it really is um, and i noticed that at this time of year my fingers really start to get really fidgety they want to start picking up things and making things whether it's knitting or stitching or some kind of creative project and i was wondering do you have a, a similar inkling as well when the weather changes definitely I mean it's like less time outside more time inside and I like feeling like I'm being productive I kind of struggle to relax and literally just sit and do nothing so um, I find it more relaxing to have something else to do um, to help me relax I guess um, so I feel like I'm still being productive whilst I'm um, relaxing if that makes sense it totally does and it's actually a really interesting way of describing it because well, as soon as you said that, I'm, I'm the same as you. Whenever I'm sitting down, I'm generally doing something, you know, with my fingers, whether it's um, stitching or knitting or sewing or something. There's always something happening. And I just realized that I can't have a bath because I get fidgety. So mm. I need to come up with a stitching in the bath project. Yes. <laughs> have you got any suggestions? Something that just doesn't use dissolvable fabric. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good idea. <laughs> I love it. Yes, because that would kind of um, add it unravel very quickly indeed. Yeah, it would. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so at the moment, if you're always got something on the go and you like to sit and, and relax, but also keep your fingers busy, what are you working on at the moment? So I have, um, I try and do like a mixture of in the evenings I try to kind of take it off of work and not do work things so I have a little bit of like a knitting project that I'm doing so I'm making a little um well it's like a jumper again for winter so it's going to take me a while and it's got like lots of colors around the neck um yeah and it's like thick chunky yarn so I'm excited um I'm enjoying doing that um and then now I'm when I'm doing my work as well uh, I've just finished up all of my Christmas collection so whilst we've been in the summer I've been stitching Christmas designs so um yeah that's been exciting but um I'm going to be moving on to kind of more spring summer stuff now so yeah I'm kind of like back to front with seasons but I love kind of doing 
a mixture of like relaxing stitching or projects that I feel like are for me and then mm. projects that are for like my work and my business. That's really fascinating to hear that you you like to separate your projects um between between the two because i uh do a similar thing as well and i'm curious do you so do you stitch during business hours or how do you structure your day so that you um kind of like specify the different times for the different projects yeah so i, I try as much as possible to do my like business stitching during the day so like my business hours uh, and then on the evenings uh, I'll kind of get out my knitting or um, whatever I'm doing um, at that time and I will kind of work on that in the evenings um, but I, I must admit I have been very busy the last few weeks so the Christmas stitching my work stitching has definitely kind of eaten into my evening relaxing time. <laughs> Is it still relaxing though do you still enjoy it even though it yes. is business yeah massively. yeah massively i still really enjoy it um because I, I feel like when you're stitching you can't be stressed i don't know it's just something inside of you that just goes Ooh. and yeah it's it's just relaxing whatever you do yeah it, it's true and i think um too if you try and um I was thinking stress stitching is probably not quite the right term, but rush stitching where you're trying to finish something really quickly. That's not, that's a recipe for disaster Absolutely. really. Like <laughs> if the thread's going to tangle and get knots, it's happening when you're trying to stitch quickly. And if anything can go wrong, it's generally when you're not kind of got that centered, relaxed focus that you, peacefulness that you, you need for for stitching yeah definitely i do so i do embroidery kits and i also do cross stitch kits um and i find definitely especially with the cross stitch if you're rushing it's so easy to like miss one stitch or something and then the whole thing gets like off and then you're like oh no i need to undo the whole thing yeah, um so yeah i feel like doing it in a relaxed manner is definitely the way forward definitely Plus, it also makes it enjoyable, and that's why we're doing it, really, isn't it? To, Absolutely. For, for the enjoyment. I mean, also, it's also wonderful to have a, a product at the end that you can either appreciate for yourself or gift to someone else, depending on on what it is. But yes, I think it's just as important to enjoy that process too, because um, so, yeah, otherwise it's just not much fun. Exactly. <laughs> why would you do it if it's not fun? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And that's why we're here is to have a whole lot of fun together. And talking about fun projects, I absolutely adore what you've put together for the Making Zen Retreat. Would you happen to have it with you to give everybody a little sneak peek on what you're sharing with everyone? Here we are. Oh, so, so yeah, we've got a little bumblebee. That is absolutely delightful. And it looks like it has a number of different stitches as well in, yes. in the design. It does. So what I've done is I'll show you my original. So this is a specific one specifically for the Making Zen retreat. Um, so it's completely exclusive uh, to you. This was the first bee that I designed. Wow. And you can see that in this one I've put lots of like little French knots and things and what I've tried to do is make this one super simple so you can do it quickly because I know you've got like a week's worth of things to get through um, and what I've done is I've tried to use like basically really simple stitches but just tried to show them in a different way so mm -hmm. generally if you do embroidery you might have learned something like straight stitch so just a simple straight stitch 
but think of all the things you can do with a straight stitch so for example we've got them just side by side here mm -hmm. here we've used them but we've actually just changed the angle of them to make them into a zigzag here again we've used straight stitch but we've used them in almost like a cross hatchy pattern and you can mm -hmm. also see how using one little one strand of thread compared to two strands of thread makes them look really different so it's actually just turning straight stitch on its head having a little play and yeah it's it's super simple so i do show you throughout the project exactly what i have done but it's really really flexible as to what you want to do so i know for example i have some students who absolutely hate doing the little french knots I don't know why they just hate it <laughs> um they say i can't do it i can't do it i'm like yes you can and they're like it makes me stress so i'm like okay that's fine literally just change it up do what you want add a different mm -hmm. pattern in add some beads in there are so many different things you can do um to just be flexible and make it your own yeah i love it and i i really like how you're taking some stitches that um, people are probably familiar with and if not there they soon will be from following along with you and just changing the way we we think about how we apply them in different ways to create different textures and mark making and even the chance of experimenting with different thicknesses of the thread too because that's always um it's it was something that you always get questions about and i always say let's give it a go so yeah absolutely. once you've done it you know what it's like absolutely i mean you know there's nothing you can do it's embroidery if you don't like it you literally just pull it out it's not like you've made any kind of permanent marks um and it's kind of ruined literally just pull it out and do it again it's it's not not a problem um yeah and i i love i love it i see it as my kind of embroidery mark making mm -hmm. so people who do for example a lot of doodling so if you've got like a little pad of paper and you're talking on the telephone or whatever and you're doing lots of like doodling and different patterns and things this is my kind of version of doodling so just using your needle and your thread to make all those patterns yeah. rather than your pen and your paper yes oh, that's a fabulous idea i love that or even like you say if you do doodle on a paper and with a paper and pen then translating mm. that into the, the thread afterwards as well because <gasps> there's mm. no reason why you can't do that like especially with um some of my larger kits that i do so i do kits that go up to like 12 inch size um in those i've translated so many of my kind of like doodle patterns into stitches um yeah and it's just it's just so fun like you can literally just sit there with a pen and a paper and be like oh okay i've made this lovely pattern how am i going to make that into a, an embroidery stitch and they're literally just using some of your most simple embroidery stitches like straight stitch um french knots back stitch um you can get you can create a lot of pattern um in your embroidery just using them in a kind of more contemporary way rather than just the traditional way that you usually see them being used yeah that's a and that's a nice way of describing it too is just kind of putting it con in a contemporary setting isn't it so that you're you know because I, I think sometimes we think of embroidery as maybe something for you know like people that one particular kind of person or you think that's such an old-fashioned thing or those kind of things but when you just reframe the way you think about things you're like actually yeah it's kind of cool and you mm. can change really change it up yeah absolutely like
like I love so I love history history is like one of my favorite things um so I love looking at old textiles uh, especially like old black work mm. patterns and mm. things so um I went a few weeks ago I went and vid visited uh, an old like Tudor house um, and they had lots of these kind of embroideries from the 1500s and they were so beautiful so exquisite um, using traditional embroidery techniques and actually just looking at them and thinking okay that's been done you know 500 years ago how can I like recreate that make that different take things from that but actually make it really contemporary and make mm -hmm. it my own um so yeah i find that really inspiring to look back and then bring it into the present day oh how fascinating that's um making got me thinking because i just recently went and checked out the bayou tapestry which mm. is the tapestry that was made what a thousand years ago 1066, 1066. it was much wasn't yeah. it yeah yeah and that's phenomenal like it, mm. you probably are familiar with it it stretches for well it's in a big horseshoe room horseshoe shaped room you kind of have to walk past it very slowly but it's about a hundred meters in length or something crazy and it's uses i think it's maybe three main stitches and it uses these three stitches to tell the the tale of history so i love that you're also going and looking at uh, historic um textiles taking some of those stitches and then applying it in a contemporary design or manner mm, absolutely. Mm. absolutely and once you've done the embroidery as well like back then they obviously had a lot of tapestries a lot of kind of clothing and that kind of thing and actually looking at how in modern day we can use embroidery um in what we do so i do show you in the class how to frame it in a hoop so you've probably seen that having them actually framed in a hoop is quite a modern thing to do rather than just having it in a frame mm -hmm. but there's also so many things you can do in terms of like maybe making it into like a little patch or a little badge that you can wear or put on like your handbag or something so it's actually functional mm -hmm. um or even putting it on like you can literally stitch it straight onto like a blanket or a little pillowcase or something so actually thinking as well about the placement and making that contemporary as well rather than just having something that you do and put away in a drawer and never look at again um it's quite fun to think about how um yeah how you can show it off basically yeah totally and in fact um it's really interesting you should say that because um you know just like applying it to your clothes or making it uh, usable in some sense and that's kind of one of the themes that has i've noticed just that has naturally or organically developed through this making zen retreat is taking things and once you know because there's the enjoyment in the making process but there's also the enjoyment in admiring and having beautiful things around you so uh, a lot of the artists are, are encouraging to yourself included to put it out on display or put it on your clothes or or something like that and so i was thinking um one really fun way would be to actually take a garment that you like wearing and just put all of the making zen projects on it that would be so fun so much fun i can even imagine i have the little bee here and you know all that kind yeah. of fun stuff we just have a whole lot of bees oh my goodness that would be so fun <laughs> wouldn't it though oh my goodness well i've just created a new project for me to do <laughs> i love that though because i feel like you know 
when you buy things from the store or you know you order things online that you're going to wear um that i often think they're all a bit bland um i struggle to find things that i'm like oh yeah that's really me um yeah so i love just using a bit of embroidery or a bit of applique or just something to make it unique and just something to make it a bit more me um mm yeah so i'm excited to watch all the other videos from the other artists as well and hopefully um use those as well oh absolutely oh my goodness gracious it's there's so much there it really is um you'll have to put aside a, a bit of time so you can sit and watch and create and and have a play it's um yeah a smorgasbord of so much fun as you know Definitely. um <laughs> and got a, we've got a fabulous comment coming in from deborah baker art saying she loves french nuts I do too. I love French nuts. You love French nuts too. <laughs> I do. Because <laughs> I was, and I must admit, I was um, very similar to some of your students when I first learned French nuts. I hated them. Like, well, that's a really strong way of describing it, but I found it very frustrating. I couldn't get them to work. And then suddenly something clicked, and I'm yep. like, oh my goodness, I love French nuts. So, is that your favorite stitch or do you, is there another stitch that you might say is your go-to stitch or your favorite stitch i would say that my favorite stitch is probably a lazy daisy lovely lazy daisy yes. um but paired with french knots because i feel like by themselves lazy daisies you know i do a lot of flowers mm. so they work very well um but they always need that french knot in the middle just to make them make them sing yes um and it's it's interesting that you say that as well about french knots because a lot of my students do find that like they'll they'll be like no i can't do it i can't do it i hate it and some of them will give up but a lot of them will say okay show me again and actually after doing it a few times and just practicing they learn to love them and i think that's the thing with all embroidery it's just practice it is um I do a lot of satin stitch as well uh, in my projects and some people um, that buy my kits they'll be like oh I was a bit I don't know whether to do it because I don't like satin stitch I find it really hard but actually it doesn't matter like you know just practice and the more you practice the straighter your stitches get the better your placement gets um, and yeah just the more you do it the better you become um and it's the same with everything isn't it like if you're learning an instrument if you're learning to cook learning to do anything like the more you do it the better you get and also remembering that it's not the end of the world um i'm very much a teacher of um the enjoyment as well as the final product so actually you know if it's taking you on a journey that's amazing um because it doesn't really matter what the final product looks like um when i le learned embroidery so i did a degree uh, in embroidery and we learned um all of the traditional techniques and looking at the back of your work compared to the front of your work uh, and all that kind of stuff and everything had to be like super precise um but actually now that i've like branched out and learned more and more about like the history of embroidery and the meaning behind embroidery i've learned that actually it doesn't matter um it's more about kind of the process it doesn't need to be perfect and actually sometimes the things that you do that are like wrong actually make it unique mm. that's that's so true and that's that's really interesting to hear that you've you know you trained and you learned the correct way of doing it perhaps i say that with egg <laughs> um and so now 
now you're and you're finding that there are other ways that you prefer to work and i because I, I grew up the same way i I'd be learning these things and I'd show my, the, the ladies in my family. And the first thing they do is they kind of look at the front of it and go, oh, yeah, that's nice. But they'd instantly turn it around mm -hmm. to see what the back looked like. Or if you were sewing garments, they'd instantly check to see what the seams are like. Yeah. And so it really was instilled in me at a young age that you'd, your back, the reverse side of the work had to be as neat as the front. But I must admit, I think the backs of works are far more interesting than the fronts mm. of, I mean, the fronts of works are obviously very beautiful, but I really like seeing the mess at sometimes and, and just kind of the, the underside of things. I think sometimes they're more interesting than, than the front mm. of a, an embroidery. Absolutely. There's definitely like beauty and all that mess and all the like threads and the, say for example, when I learned to stitch, we were taught not to use a knot. You never use a knot. Mm. Um, you always had to learn how to cast on correctly and how to cast off correctly. And there was never a knot in sight, but it takes up so much time. Um, it can be quite I don't know. I, I I just find it exhausting. I don't enjoy that. <laughs> I love just literally going, okay, I'm just going to pop a knot in the end and go. Yeah. Um, and with what I do with it, it never causes any problems. And actually, I love looking at the back and seeing all those little knots and seeing all the kind of little bits of thread added together and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So now I'm very much teaching my students, just add a knot. Don't worry about doing it like the proper way. Just add a knot it's great um yeah, yeah and yeah. it just helps you be more creative and let go I think when, when you're really precious over something like we were talking about earlier all of that like enjoyment and relaxation it can kind of take that out and mm. actually being able to hold on to that um that kind of relaxing fun side it can be really helpful to like throw the rules out and just do your own yeah. thing yes absolutely and um Deborah Baker Arts is also uh, echoing your sentiment as well. She said, perfection can kill the creative spirit. And it's it's yes. true, or it can hamper it at least, or you kind of like never quite get to that next step because you're so so concerned um, about how it's going to look on both sides. Um, and going back to what you were saying with the practicing, you know, the more you do something, the more comfortable <laughs> you are with it and uh, you, the more happier you might be with it. And I always think that um, stitching is very similar. Like I always liken it to handwriting because we each have our individual styles and, you know, you can, sometimes you can even look at different stitching and, and see different people in it. I, I can look at my stitching and see sometimes the difference between days. <laughs> and if I'm like really relaxed versus maybe I might be a bit agitated or something like that, the stitches look different. It's, it's, it's quite fascinating. Um, but just kind of again going back and likening it to writing we didn't just were we weren't just given a pen and said here you go this is how you write the alphabet you know and you know i remember spending so much time at school doing circles and a's and all that kind of stuff so i think sometimes it's giving ourselves the grace isn't it to understand that it's not going to be perfect first time around and <laughs> enjoy the process and, and, and embrace it because uh, learning is, is so rewarding. Mm, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And I think like, like you're saying, I remember looking back um, 
up in my loft we had loads of boxes of my old school stuff and finding all these like workbooks and little like notebooks and things that I had um from when I was a child and even stuff from when I was doing my degree so when I was like an like adult let's say um actually my handwriting still changed over that time um and it's something that specifically is something that I've spent a lot of time working on in terms of being able to use in my business and in my branding um and seeing how much that's changed if you implied that to embroidery it would be the same like actually if you think back to like the first time you picked up a needle and thread and maybe you did like a little bit of cross stitch or maybe like I don't know I don't know whether you ever had it at school where you had like your name and you just added stitches over the top or anything like that um and think about how far you you can come from that point um yeah it just shows you how much progression you can make just by practice Mm, that's it exactly and and embracing the imperfection I think sometimes that's that's where the enjoyment is and and realizing that it's it's all part of the process and all part of the enjoyment like I know personally for me some of the things I really love is the sound of the thread being pulled through the fabric yeah it's just I don't know what it is it's maybe singing in thread language yeah, I love it. <laughs> you too. <laughs> I do, I do, I love it. And there's there, there are there's certain things that you know you just love. Like I I love the texture mm. of fabric. Mm. Like that's something that always gets me. I'm like a massive like fabric feeler. I always kind of go around touching them all and like yeah, just trying out the different textures and seeing what they're like. Um and then putting them inside your embroidery hoop and like feeling that kind of tension in your hoop. It's just just amazing <laughs> it is we're such tactile creatures aren't we so it um it's and it, it kind of draws our attention to those kind of things when we're doing a lot of touching and you know like that's the other thing too we take our touch so much for granted but it really is i i liken it to a second pair of eyes you know like without the ability to touch we lose a lot of the information mm -hmm. So um, I think it's amazing that through touching something, we can understand what it is a little bit more and what it's maybe made from and the texture and, and all that kind of stuff too. So yeah, pretty, pretty amazing. And um, talking about you like to go around and touch different <laughs> fabrics. Do you have a favorite fabric that you like to work with? Linen, linen. always linen. Yes. Um, I love, I just love how natural it looks and how it feels. Um, I love the weave of it and how like generally I use kind of like midweight linens. So I love how you can see the weave in them. So it's not like super tight, like a cotton or anything. You can actually see each individual thread and I love that. Um, and I also love the colours. You can get linen in so many colours now. Um, I've got this like amazing like bright pink coloured linen that I absolutely love um, and I've also got a mustard yellow one which um, is very beautiful um, but yeah I'm, I always go to linen. And do you um, see so I'm, I'm starting to think of these in like garments do you sew or are they clothes for you when you say you've got these beautiful colors or are they more for embroidering on top of or is it a combination of all of the above um combination so i like wearing linen as well and um, the fabrics i'm talking about are fabrics that i use in my uh, embroidery so they're more things that i'll use in my embroidery kits yeah. um, 
so I've got like a mustard yellow fabric with a blue butterfly on oh, which I absolutely love which is oh. one of my kits um, mm. which has sold really well because I think people just love that bright colour um but yeah I'm just drawn drawn to linen in general I do wear yeah. a lot of it as well yeah uh, it is it's it's magical stuff just thinking about it this is a linen top that I've got on today and I just I just wear it you just put it on it's so comfortable and yeah just yeah. just a, a real pleasure nice material definitely and you don't have to worry about the stretch either there is no. nothing worse than trying to stitch something delicate on stretchy fabric <laughs> yes that's a really good tip isn't it if you're um oh, i was going to say if you're a beginner beginning and learning how to stitch but i think for everybody working with fabrics that don't stretch mm -hmm. is Definitely. a really, really good tip yeah it is possible to stitch on stretchy fabric, but it's definitely something for like further down the line, making sure you've got all the like right backing fabrics and everything like that to help you. Um, but yeah, if you're kind of starting out or unsure at all, definitely go for something kind of woven that doesn't stretch um, because it's just so much easier. Otherwise, you can kind of end up putting your fabric in your hoop and stitching something absolutely beautiful and then as soon as you take it out it will just go <laughs> and it will it will look very not like you expected it to uh, um, yeah 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 is, is is that you speaking from experience there um it, it's more from what i did at university so we had to like test all these different things at university so yes experience through that but also learning how to work with stretch fabrics and how how you can work with them um but it's still a lot harder um we have i don't know whether whether you will have that but um we have over here a program called the great british sewing bee i don't know whether you've heard of that um yeah, yeah but you watch the contestants on that and they always struggle when it comes to stretch fabrics as well they're there like cutting them out and something is supposed to be this big suddenly this big um and I think like across the board, stretch fabrics are just quite difficult to work with. Mm. Mm. I think it, um, it requires a different knowledge set really, doesn't it, mm. to work with stretch fabric and it, that it behaves very differently to say a, a woven fabric, which is Absolutely. Uh, what linen generally is. Yeah. Yes, yes. So going back to my suggestion of putting bees all over your top, which is something I might do. Um, <laughs> stick with something that's woven i guess that's a really good starting point isn't it rather than say a t-shirt or a knit that kind of fabric yeah definitely something something kind of woven like you say something linen something cotton um just something that is woven is a lot easier um a lot easier to start yeah. with so for example something great if you're literally looking for something like practical to use i always think a great place to start is like a tote bag so it's like calico woven super simple fabric to work with but it's actually something that you can really easily um accessorize and add your own things to um so if you're a beginner something like a tote bag is great fabric for you just to get started with yeah that's that's fabulous advice ah wonderful well i could chat with you all day about everything <laughs> <laughs> but I am mindful of your time and um, is there any parting or final thoughts that you'd like to share uh, with people? Oh, I should suggest though that if people haven't signed up for the Making Zen Online Retreat to pop over to your Instagram account, sign up for the free VIP or free ticket and if you love what you're about to participate in, by all means, 
sign up for the VIP pass. Do, would you like to tell us what you contributed for the VIP pass? Yes. So, hang on, I have it here. <laughs> so, this little guy. Oh, so cute. But it's a little dashant. Um, so, what you can get is if you do, if you get the VIP pass, you get my digital download to that. So, um, I sell those on Etsy. So, usually you have to pay for them, but in the VIP pass, you'll get it for free. Um, yeah, and you get all the instructions of how to do that. So, you'll get kind of your materials list. Uh, I'll go through kind of how to do it step by step, all the different stitch guides, thread um, suggestions, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and it's a cute little dash and um, using again all of those little kind of stitches in terms of like different patterns using different thicknesses of thread uh, and all that kind of stuff uh, and that one also uses beads as well so as well as the french knots there's little like shimmers of um bead as well which is really exciting because i love putting that in my work uh, and it also shows you how to use different thread types so we're going to use stranded cotton and also some cruel wool so again like we were saying earlier with like touching things and the textures um i love using different textures as well mm -hmm. so um i will teach you how to use both of those as well oh how delightful oh my goodness this is just like blowing my mind all these great things <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's one of my favourite projects. I love yeah. it. So I'm really excited for the uh, VIPs to be able to do it as well. Absolutely. Oh, my fingers are getting all kind of excited. They're getting all tingly, like <laughs> beads and wool. And oh, I'm just thinking I got to go and get myself a, a shirt so I can put them all on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for your time thank today. You it's been an absolutely it's been a pleasure to chat. Uh, I can't wait for your workshop next week. Now, can you tell people who'd like to participate for the workshop next week, which day it's on? I think it's on Thursday. Yes, I think it's Off on Thursday too. <laughs> yep. But if you can't remember, come along every day because there's going to be lots of great things. So um, it's going to be like a kid in a lolly store. Yes, definitely. So, so much our oh, goodness yes well thank you so much much love to you and um i can't wait to see all the amazing things people make from following along to your workshop definitely and if you do join in like do let me know i would love to see what you've yes. made that's right hashtag making zen and hashtag you as well so what's what's the best hashtag for you kirsty freeman design i'll pick there you are <laughs> yep. wonderful stuff well thank you so much and thank you for the lovely chat and see you next week yes see you next bye -bye. week bye, bye. bye.